like this. Okay. Oh, so here we go. Oh, my God. We already have 208 people. So, hi, you guys. This is, I'm Emily. I'm Julie. Um, I just look really professional with these headphones, but they don't do anything. So, we are here. We're actually podcasting, and we're talking, and we're talking about On The Verge. We were over on my other Instagram, and a lot of people were asking, um, is there going to be a season two? Um, and and I, I said, I hope so, and it really depends on how many people tune in to watch the entire show. Yeah. Because they don't judge on if you watch one episode, which, by the way, you should never just watch, 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 watch one episode of this show because it really, I think because I come from film, for me, it's all about, like, the arc mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, exactly. So if you watch one episode, you have no idea what the show is about, especially because there's a lot of characters and you can't really set up. And I think it's a little in bit untraditional. It, it's slightly untraditional in that it's not doesn't follow like the 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 math of like a traditional. Sh- it has like a little bit of like a, a, an independent film feel to it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But so, but also because I like to describe complex character, there's no way to describe complex character in in one, s- one episode in six right. minutes each because basically you have to cut it. There's four characters, right. so you kind of have a sort of an idea, but then it goes. You know, you need to watch the entire right. show. And if you don't watch it, just let that let it play. Just let it run because I do think it's good for the algorithm to let it run. And I it's mean, all about algorithm, really. It's all about the algorithm. We don't exist anymore. And it's just like nothing else matters. It's like a soda machine. Like you put your change in, and then no, it's it's not like a it's soda not like machine. A, not at all like a soda machine. But it's, it's like algorithm have nothing to do with that. But anyway, right? It doesn't. Basically, it's watch it. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> we are here to talk about so many things. First of all, Julie. What mm-hmm. made you decide to go into television? Did this start as a film, or this was literally an idea for television? For television, from the beginning. Right. I'm fans of shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, there's other shows I love, you know, that um, have, um, 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 you know, th- that are shows and not films. And to explore four women I need and their family and their kids and stuff, I couldn't do it in one film. Or even two films. You need a uh, you need an actual series to do it. And also, I think what your sh- what the show is 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 sharing is sort of like a portrait of real life. And I feel like in a movie, you know, well, it's, you know sim- it's one plot and that's it. Yeah, and y- you can really say so much in an hour and a half or two hours. When I think the series, I was able to explore. And actually, that's why the the show maybe starts a little bit shy of you know, really exposing each character is that I wanted to give slowly away the characters and go deeper into them as each episode, you know. And that's what I loved about it because um, so many things were a surprise to me. I didn't read all the episodes, even though I had a little part. I only read the part that I was in because I almost, like, didn't want to know. And it, I was intrigued and pulled in by everyone's story. Like, I wanted to know more. I'm like, wait, there's more going on there. I wanted to know Elle's backstory. How did she end up here? I wanted to know that wild story with... Um, the um, Sarah Jones character. Yasmin, yeah. The, the Yasmin. I think the Elizabeth Shue character is really interesting, and there's a lot of those people that, you know, you sort of know, even if you didn't grow up in L.A., and even if you're not, like, from a rich kid, there's those, always that one person who kind of had things handed to them on a silver platter. Yeah, she's that character. She's that character that... Yeah. All the other characters n- ha- are not in this yeah. situation. I mean, some more than others, but, like, she's really the character that's, like, trust fund. But I also think that that's universal. So, like, while you might say, oh, I can't relate to this or I can't relate to that whenever you watch a show, I feel like no matter where you grew up, even if you grew up in, like, a very um, compromised place in, you know, a town where... Th- well, it depends. It depends. I mean, you can't say that because we don't no, know. No, but we I don't, don't mean trust fund, but, I mean, there was always someone on the block who maybe... Jimmy's dad owned the milk bar. You know, something where there's someone who had more than you. 
oh, yeah. and had a little bit easier. And I'm not saying about trust fund. I'm saying you can use it as a metaphor. So even yeah, yeah. if you don't have that in your life, or like, I don't really understand. I, like, there was always the girl that was someone a little, who had I, a little bit I more. I have to say, in Paris, going to public school, there was no one that right. had more money than anyone. Right, everyone was, everyone was poor. Right. Everyone was poor. Right. I mean, in my school, everyone was right. poor. So right. there was no, I don't remember. And the other ones that had a little money, they would quickly be moved right. to okay. private school. But so I'm, I'm just trying but to think of as like I as grew a up, metaphor. I would, meet, I right. would meet people with more money right. as I grew up. Or if you, if like you're privileged enough to be able to get education and go to college, you're going to start meeting people from all over. Yeah. I just think it's an interesting story. And even just because there's always someone who, who has it uh, who on the outside appears like they have it easier. And it, in retrospect, when you really dig in, they're well, so she's not very happy. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. miserable. I actually, t some of the richest people I know are not necessarily the happiest. <laughs> you know, I, I had mm -hmm. uh, probably more love in my family mm -hmm. being raised in an apartment without a bathroom right. uh, than I had, like, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and no you learn to hold it in for a long time. So <laughs> you have an incredible <laughs> that's bladder that's on just her. That's the upside. Is like, it's like a, it's like a vice. hours. Yeah, she could go for day, an entire plane ride. <laughs> Um, so that's, by the way, does anyone have any questions? I love you. Hello from Greece. Love that. Hello from Greece. Oh, the narcissistic husband. I am obsessed with him. By the way, my friend Clayton, <laughs> Clayton, I don't know if you're there. You're probably not watching. But people keep texting him because he looks so much like Matthew, but like the American version. It's very funny. I oh. love him. He is amazing. The He's narcissistic. very, very funny. I find that people really are enjoying the couple, the French. Yeah, so yeah. much. I mean, we don't have much French in the show because actually it's 15% by contract. Right. We had to have 15%. Right. I mean, some episodes, 15% of the, the 12 episodes. So there's one episode that has more and one episode where he's not there. So, you know, right. it all depends. But it's not that much French. But I think the moments are very memorable. And, and, uh, and it's funny to see them I argue in the French, French, you know, him putting her down in French. You know, like and I think what's interesting is that when it translates to French, even when it's just like maybe the same dialogue as in English, somehow it's just hilarious, and I don't know why. Is it? Well, that's why I was happy to to make it a French couple, and that he's French. Is that it? Kind of gives a little bit of a of a distance because mm -hmm. it it can be hard to digest this kind of uh, s you know s slightly you know sociopath abusive. Mm -hmm. you know temperament on a in a man you know it's kind of hard to take in but i think the fact that his french makes it a little softer you can get away and with also it. he's nerdy and he's not threatening yeah. looking he's yeah. kind of like you know i could punch him and and he then he's very fall, sweet then he know? gives you a kiss it's very complicated and i think it's an well because that's abuse that's called abuse i mean it's yes. not just punching punching it's right you know, it's, it's like the gentle kiss it's 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 a really interesting relationship and i don't know that he's a sociopath and i want to ask about that um, no, but not sociopath. He's a narcissist. He's narcissist. a narcissist. No, sociopath goes further. Right? Sociopath is really... Well, then again, he does do some like intentionally... Like mean stuff, like putting yeah. her down. Yeah, I don't know what's the limit. Anyway, there's kind of right. like, you know, I'm sure a there's a little area. bit... First of all, I'm sure there's a little bit of that in everyone oh, to a certain Full extent, on. you know? So, you know, sometimes we say things without even noticing that can put people down. Right. Like, yeah. I love it when you have the cold. You're like, I'm sick. He's like, get away from me. I mean, it's so, it's so, by the way, that is what happens. Do well, you know what I mean? The reality is also that. Right. right? But, I'm but then eventually he kisses her. Yeah. And he gives he her, yeah. Him. I don't know. I just love that relationship, and I really hope, hope, hope we get to see more. And what's amazing about that actor, Ma actor Matthew, is that he's also a director. He's very talented. Very talented director. Is he a big director in France? He's, he's directed the, um, no, the, the Bureau, which is a big French show. Right. But he's directed a film that's very good. He hasn't directed many things. I think he should be doing more because he's very talented. He's but really he did good. a really good job on the four episodes he did. Yeah, he's yeah. great. 
Um, and he's a great actor. I think all the acting is incredible. The movie's blew my mind. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Any, by the way, feel free to throw any more questions. I get a lot of hearts. It's really sweet. Oh, a lot of love. I like getting love. I know. This is the only place we get love, <laughs> actually. Um, a request to be in your live video. That might be a little complicated. Sorry about that. But, um, <coughs> but anyway, so, so let's think what else. So Julie has this incredible long history of being, you know, a woman in film. She's a woman, but she's in film. But, but really started out at a very young age in the arts. Very young. Very young. And I do started you very young, yeah. Very young. Like six months. No, she no. started very young. Do you? No, but a child. I was a child. I was doing plays with my parents. They right. were doing more small theater plays, and they were not successful actors. I mean, they were working actors, but in the theater and not right. famous, not just right. all that. So we would do small stuff. Yeah. Do you think if your parents hadn't been in theater, you would have been gravitated toward it at all? I have no idea. I, I mean, I was formed. I, I mean, from birth, right. I was like so much caught into the world of right. arts and, you know, and they were friends with a lot of artists and a lot of musicians and all sorts of arts that, you know, I was sucked in and I don't know who I would have been if I had been raised by someone else because it made right. me. How I did am. you do in school? Like, were you academic? Like, how did you do? And I, I was I'm not. I'm trying to picture you in school like, <laughs> Mama, I have homework. Like, I can't even get my mind around Well, that's that. the thing. I wasn't bad in school, right. even though I was a little bit lazy. Uh, because I, I, I was bored by the system of school. Mm -hmm. It was very hard. It was like, you know, they tried yeah, to old push. School. Yeah, yeah, like it's like really the worst kind of school. Not it's more the opposite of what they do. No, the opposite of progressive. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely awful. Yeah. They, they make you learn things by heart and they push it in your brain like it's, right. you know, whatever. They used to be like that yeah, everywhere, right? Absolutely. Well, yeah. But I was good in science. That's the one oh, thing. I can see that. And I was, I was pretty good in math. Actually, I was more on the scientific I side of that. things. And then I became extremely good in school. And the last year of every school in France, the Terminal, you do one year of philosophy, which, mm, by the way, I think cool. it's the greatest thing on the planet to have one year of philosophy for everyone. So you're studying the like you're studying philosophers, all the great philosophers, and, you know, from the Greeks to, you know, to the Germans to the, you know, all, mm. all the philosophy movements of any kind, and. Um, and uh, and then you decide what you like or dislike, and right. and then you start also uh, writing philosophy, wow. because you have to write about philosophy, but also write philosophical thoughts, mm -hmm. which I thought was probably the most. I I became extremely good in school suddenly because that was my pivot. And you were interested, and I think what they're what, I don't know if they're doing this intentionally, like in the French academic you know undergraduate school system, but the the thing about college, and this is what I'm always telling friends who are like, I don't even know if you need college. The thing about college, if they're prepping you for college, is that it's where you go to become a critical thinker. It's where you go to... But don't you think it's great to have automatically, before you even turn 17... So that's what I'm saying. They're you have prepping you for that. You, you have that automatically, and I find that... I always tell my son, I really want you to do your last year of school in France. Right. Because you can do that. And I, it changed my life. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, they were you prepping become a you critical, for, yeah. for, for critical thinking. Because that's when you really have to start analyzing analyzing text and making up your own decisions and and coming to I think it expands yeah. your mind like yeah. like you're you're up to here until a certain age and then because of that especially at that specific age mm -hmm. of teenage years where you really suck in information and you really your mind is expanding mm -hmm. so fast I think it brings you up to the roof I agree. and and I really think it's 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 a great educational thing that 
almost should be worldwide because it, it would benefit everyone for everything. Even psychologically, it, it affects you and makes you, you know, instead of acting out, you suddenly think about what right. you're doing at such an early right. age. You and know? it makes you have, you have compassion for other people's thoughts and you're able to like take on another point of view and really No, it's really a blessing it. to have that. Yeah. And they're trying to actu actually, everything's going down everywhere in the world, so mm. in France too. And they're trying to, of course, cut it out of the program. Are you serious? Th th there's been talk about it, which I think is, is tragic, because I think it's been cut of out of the program in some places. But it used to be automatic. Like, it used to be for everyone. But it's just like one course, like the same way you have math, this, then you have philosophy. They just add mm -hmm. it in. So, like, what's the big deal? Why would they cut that out? That's terrible. I don't know, to do more specific stuff. Math, if people are computers, more into math. Computer, computer stuff. Yeah. Coding. Coding. It's a huge thing. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, my, my son is good at coding. He's clearly like hacking. We coding. saw that. Did you guys see the? Um, <laughs> so when Julie put up that thing on her Instagram that said like Julia assaults Target, my daughter, by the way, Aria pinged me and she was like, "What is this? Oh my god!" And I was like, "What is that?" She's like, and I was like, "Oh god, no, it's fake." But like, it took me a minute, and I was so worried because it looked so real. Like, yeah, I yeah, know but there were there were a few spelling there mistakes. Few, <laughs> there were a few typos. But how did he do that? In Photoshop? In school or just on his own? No, no, he has a special program that he got from a friend oh, who does like the that. New York Times. You actually, I think you hack into, I don't know. Oh, I bet I, I know I actually don't does. know what he does. I actually don't know. And I, I'm a little nervous. I say, you're sure it's not going to show up on their website? <laughs> I know what he does because my son does this. So <laughs> if you go on to Google, like when my son's on his YouTube page, it's like... He'll go, look, I have 50 million followers, and it'll say 50 million, and then I go to code, and on the right-hand side of Mac, oh, yeah, told the you, code, can so write, yeah. you can write in, you can change oh, things. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe he that. just goes developer, view, and then he types in his own yeah, thing yeah, I think and that's uploads does, an yeah. image. That's very exciting. But they do, he does I encourage you all to try minutes. it. He's really... Wow. It's so cute. It's I mean, it cute. made me laugh really hard. It's still no, it's really laugh. good. It's and, really and, funny. And speaking of you, you talked about it when you're on the talk. You're going to be on the talk, and it's going to come it's out tomorrow. Oh, it's right, no, it's right now. No, but I went to watch it online. And, and it's tomorrow. It was yesterday's show, but maybe online live. So I w yeah. went on CBS I thought it here. was today. It was shown today. I think they're a day behind, mm. but I don't have live TV. Okay, I'll ask them. So tune into the talk yeah, the on talk. CBS. Yeah, the talk. Um, okay, so let's think what, what else. So what other... Oh, by the way, has anyone, I don't know if anyone saw this Zoe movie, My Zoe. My Zoe. It was so good. So Thank freaky. You. Such a. It's very different from what people are used to see of me. So I think oh it my shocked God. some people because it's not a, it's not cute at all. I mean, at all. Yeah. And uh, it's not, it's not charming. It's not sweet. It's very dark and, um, and very weird also. It's so I loved every minute of it. Now, here's my question. Where can people see it? Because I'm done. It's on Amazon right now. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. You can actually my kids see watch it. it right now. So what I loved about this movie, you have to see it. It's like a science fiction. It's basically science fiction. And surprisingly, people are liking it and liking it more than some critics that right. were very negative about it. Because right. somehow I think people tune into it and are surprised that there was so much... Um, I don't know. Some people really didn't it like it. It wasn't a comedy. It, offen it offends some people. It, it goes in a place that's that's not cute. That's not. It's not even like a regular breakup story. It goes right. in a in a place where I think people get tr it troubles them. You it's know, it's off putting but in the best yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, like that, that, That's what I wanted to do, but you know, maybe I succeeded <laughs> to a little bit. Well, I think if you're gonna do a movie like that, you have to get re the whole point is it's really uncomfortable. And you have to get uncomfortable, and that's what. You, the but whole I think it's also very pleasant. The, the sh I wrote it like a thriller, so it's not boring. Mm -hmm. It's not a boring film. Oh no, no, it's like you like don't have a second. Next. Yeah, exactly. 
and it's always surprising. So I think it has those qualities, but it goes in a place that's not just crowd-pleasing, typical thing, but it's very entertaining. I think it's entertaining in, in the sense not fun, right. but very- It pulls it, you it in. It grabs you, yeah. So when you, let me I ask you a question, that. because you're one of the most prolific people I know. Like you write so much, and I feel like you're able to juggle different writings at once. Is that true? You you have a. Pro I, I often write, write many Can things at once. Tell us about your process. My process is that I'm starting many things at once. Okay. Um, like I, how I have many, many screenplays. I have like eight or nine screenplays going at the same time, and then when I start to feel the the catch, something is grabbing me, and then I I start trying to pitch it to people, and if I see someone's going for it, I finish it. Oh, okay, so There's a lot on. of screenplays that are unfinished and will always be unfinished because I feel no one's gonna ever finance okay. it. So you have so not, it becomes have a reality ideas floating in your head. Uh, no, 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 no ideas, I'm writing them. I'm, I'm writing, I'm starting the screenplay and the, the storyline and everything, but then I'm kind of letting it be, thinking, okay, now I'm gonna do some thinking. You know, I, I always do that because it's like, my experience of films and TV and stuff is that you have many ideas, mm -hmm and many things that won't happen ever. So it's good to do a lot right. because, you know, and start a lot because you don't know what's gonna stick. It's like throwing things on the wall and know what's gonna go, you know? It's like, I don't know which one is gonna be more interesting to who, and so I start many things, uh, and then eventually I finish them if I feel like there's a chance that it could happen or if I feel passionate enough to finish it. So when you say I start many things, are you, like, I'm just curious because I have a lot of um, writers now I'm finishing many scripts so Are right you now, writing actually. them, or are you just like writing outlines? Are you writing ideas? Are they paragraphs? Are you opening up final drafts? I'm writing scenes, I'm so writing like paragraphs. To you. Yeah, it, it's like uh, I have an idea, I'm writing it. And then sometimes when I say, okay, now I'm gonna finish the script, then I sit down and I work, 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 like you know, eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, if I can, if I don't have my kid, or if I'm not working on something else. I work 10 hours a day and I write, write, write until I'm done with it. So, and, and but if you also have a bunch of ideas, one is feeling a real pull, you're feeling a real strong, you're like, this feels, I feel like I can take this here, and then you'll start to go pitch it while it's in development. Yeah, because then when I know it's real, right, when I know it can happen, then it gives me a boost to just finish it. Right. And then it's very easy to write, because when you know you're gonna be able to do it, you're, you're just. Right. And you have the luxury of that, because you have a track record of writing. Well, luxury, I don't know, because well, most of my films don't get made. I, I know, mean, but I you are able. Choice. As opposed to someone who's a younger writer in their career and without the sort of success and the and the you know the history of of, of your work, they would have to keep going. So, I so mean, I wrote my first screenplay. I was 15 years old. Oh I God. directed my first film. I was 36. Outside of looking for June, right? But my first film that someone gave right. me money for right. to make was Two Days in Paris, and right. I was 36. So it took me 21 years to make my first film. 21 years for people to give me half a million euros to make my first film. After being nominated at the Oscars as a writer, after all this. So it was never easy for me. Emily. Right. I know some people, from the outside, right. it might seem easy, but it's always a struggle. It's always a struggle. My yeah. life has always been a struggle. Right. I, c I, I have maybe one film, like a big French comedy that I did named Lolo, which I was it's able to raise. my dog's name. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> which I was able to raise money for. E you know, right. that was an easy one to, to put together. Right. Also Outside easier in France that, for you to get money. Easier obviously. in France, easier in France. Here, I've never had money. I've had money only once on my Zoe from the US. That's the only time I've had money from the US. Two days in New York, not a cent from the US. Jesus. It was all European money. No one wanted to finance a sequel to this. 
uh, but you know, it's not unusual. It's it's uh, right. You know, it's it it was interesting. I mean, I was really early on. I mm-hmm. wanted to make films in video. You know, uh-huh. uh, in, uh, yeah, in high in def, and no one was taking me seriously. Remember, mm-hmm. no one was yeah. taking us seriously. We would like approach we people. We yeah. did looking for Jimmy together. People thought we were absolutely Stupid, crazy. Like, we yeah. were, we were and trying we, to pitch. We showed the shows. film in like a what a, a, a bar. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Sundance Sundance gave (laughs) us like a little offshoot. It was like Sundance adjacent, as they say. But they this was a really long time ago. No one was doing video. There was no web series. I was shooting video. YouTube. I was I had the luck to work with Jean Luc Godard when I was really young. Me and too. and <laughs> no, but I remember doing History of Cinema, which was a a a show he did about cinema, uh, with him when I was uh, fifteen or Mm -hmm. sixteen years old. And uh, he told me something at the time. He said, you know, the future of cinema, he's a, ge- he's a real genius. Mm-hmm. He, he made a Breathless and Abu Souf and stuff, if people know him. Um, the history of cinema is going to go like this. There's going to be bigger and bigger film, mm-hmm. huge production, right, that are going to cost millions. And there's going to be less and less of films in the middle. And there's going to be tiny production shot in video. He was right. And when I say... Films will never be shot in video. I right. remember at 16, I was in 86, I was thinking he's insane, right? right? Oh my God. He was right. Like he saw Crazy. the future of cinema and this kind of like those giant films and those right. films and getting films smaller. On your, ca- on your phone. Yeah, I exactly. I mean, there's literally apps. Tangerine, what, what was it? Uh, uh, on your phone. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy that people also weren't open to this years ago. But I get it, I get it. I mean, it's like right now we said what would be the future of you know, you're going to have, um, you're going to be streaming phone video on your arm. You know, it's going to come on a little thing. People is there any uh, of a fourth part? No, not yet. Yeah, is there no, is they're, there they're asking question. No, no. S- oh, four part of Studying the philosophy in college oh, changed good. my life there you go. for the better. Yeah. There you go. I wish I had. I know philosophy is just good for everyone. That's why I think it shouldn't be a choice. It should be you should study mm-hmm. philosophy because no matter who you are, it will benefit your yeah. life, you know, and it's, it's changed my life forever, you know. I took a class in college. It was called The Philosophy of Art and Aesthetics, and I really had to think really hard. And I couldn't come up with, like, my thesis paper. So what I did was I painted a painting, and my, I wrote an essay about, like, aesthetics and, like, why I couldn't give the painting to the teacher. I don't know. I got a B. But anyway, moving on. Back to you. So, um, a B is good. A B is good. A B is good. Um, so let's think what else. Are there any other questions that people want to ask? So let me ask you a question. If you had to picture your ideal kind of idealized version of what the next five or ten years would be like, is it like one movie a year, an ongoing hit series that's one great? One movie a year, it's not possible. It's too much work. Oh, not one movie a year. I mean yeah. like one movie every three years, but like an ongoing. Well, no, more every two years. Okay, I one every two. <laughs> okay, well, she's good One movie every two years. Okay, yeah. one every two, two years, um, but like an ongoing project on television that really gets your voice to the to the to everyone you know what i would love which is i think is cool for, about for tv things to not be so much of a struggle for mm. everything you know it's interesting because m- my life has often been about saying this is going to work out and people telling me no it's not going to work out but it's funny because my husband was just reading something about sorrentino mm-hmm. and he's a genius so i'm not comparing myself to him but you know uh but he was saying, like, everyone will tell you it's never going to work. Everyone will tell right. you you can't do it. In anything. In any in business. Anything. So, you know, the thing is, it's so much with me. It's so, like, I think it has an, you know, it's very strange. It's almost like a, like a, like a, I have to have this mantra in me saying, 
I'm going to prove you wrong, I'm going to prove you wrong, mm-hmm. I'm going to prove you wrong. And that's what I do almost every single film. Not every film, obviously, because right. I'm not that lucky or that, right. s- you know, there's also consec- you know, things that happen, right. but uh, not as good as I, I wish or whatever. But it is definitely constantly the thing I have to remind myself because constantly people are telling me it's not going to work out. I, f- I mean, God, two days so in intense. Paris, people were like, not, the French distributor didn't even want to release it at first when they saw it. They're like, oh, you know, there's a scene where she, you fight with a taxi driver. There's a scene where you tell an ex-boyfriend is a pedophile. And I was like, yeah, but that's what's funny. You gave me half a million euros and you want like a polished uh, yeah. Hollywood romantic comedy. Right. And I'm like, no, this is, this is what you get when you let people, you know, when you give people scrubs. And right, you know. right, right, right. And so... Um, and so, and so I pushed and kept my scenes and went to Berlin to a tiny selection, but it was extremely successful for a film like that. And then they, ha- they shut up. Actually, then they forgot they had said that to right, me. Right, 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 of course. You know. they, they, they pretend then, they didn't. Then they loved the scenes. <laughs> but I think it's a testament. And, like, when I hear you and I'm looking at you and you have so much com- – I have so much compassion in my heart for your, your – how hard you work. I feel like you're – it's like a fight. Like, you're in a constant boxing match with – Constant. industry Constant. like you are one of the hardest working people I know big time but also so passionate and so like true and it's I think it's just truly amazing and not just as a friend but as an artist like it's I mean I'm feeling teary no, <laughs> no I really am because Don't I see cry. thank you babe I feel so I sweet. feel her flight I feel her fight like the fight is in you and Constant how do you keep fight. that going like when's it, like is that gonna go like when do you just be like you know what fuck this I'm just gonna like chill out and maybe just do a movie and enjoy my life like you I think you have an, not an addiction but I think it's very tight I'm a little bit addicted are. to to this kind of um, sadomasochism no it's not sadomasochism this drive that that right. you know this this strength to uh, create inside that drives me this there's a little bit of maybe anger from the past of feeling um you know mistreated mm. by this business very young seeing other actresses for example succeed because they were ready to do what it takes wink wink, wink. wink. <laughs> and i wasn't and that re- re- revolted like mm-hmm. that was like the most ang- you know it would like drive me insane with mm-hmm. anger and at the time no one could open it about it and if i were to open it i was called an idiot you know so um I remember the hard part was not that there was that happening, mm-hmm. you know. The hard part was that knowing that some people said yes, and and they they were they were reaping the what the is benefits it, the benefits of it. And right. it's very uncomfortable when you know you are doing the right thing and you're be, you're keeping your integrity, right? But you know some people are not and they're succeeding. What does it tell you morally that 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 the more rotten you are, the better it is for you. And it's very hard to survive that. So it gave me a lot of salt and vinegar. Vinegar, what do they call sure. it? Like angst, you know, like um, something chutzpah. inside. It makes me str- it made me very strong. Because you know the truth is it didn't kill me. It almost did, but it made me very so strong. So what she's talking about, in case you didn't get the subtext, is that, you know, there's been a long history of the casting couch and women especially have been very ready to quote, roll over well, for their career. Well, it's not just their fault. I mean, I'm it's not it's accusing it's the them. It's a system yeah. that was uh, No was one wanted to sleep with me, way, unfortunately, you know? so that never <laughs> happened. But and now no one wants to sleep with me anymore. So, so. No, it really can't happen. But yeah, <laughs> totally, I, I, I get that. At least not the old producers. You know. But you really stuck to your guns. And yeah. 
I think it put the fight in you to keep going. But I also think even you're going to be one of those people who's going to be in their 70s and making work. Well, you know, I look up to actually um, uh, Mathieu Demi's mom, mm -hmm. oh, which was Agnes Varda. Mathieu Demi plays the husband. And he's in also directs my for show. Who's the mom? I don't know who that is. Is she a uh, big French she actress? Agnes Varda. No, no, not at all. She's a, <gasps> an amazing director. She was part of the New Wave. And she's the only woman New Wave cinema, you know, with Godard and right. Truffaut and everything. Oh, wow. And she made uh, genius films, beautiful films. Oh, Until no the idea. day she died, she was making movies. She right. was nominated at the Oscar for her last film. Which film? Uh, that she made with... Uh, the Oscar in France? No, here. This <laughs> there's no Oscar. It's called César. Oh. Um, the César, right. The Caesar. T tell us, what, what do you remember what it was? Uh, it was it a great it film. It was a village. Uh, it was it was about um, uh, this artist and um, and about like he makes a huge uh, GR, GR. Do you know who he is? Uh, Gerard Richter. No, no, no. Okay, I, I just I, I have him. On, I okay, we'll Google Sunday. later. I, I have my the name just went off okay. for like five seconds. Anyway, she was like uh, one of the best. She just died a few years ago, and she was one of the most amazing wow. pioneer women director. And wow. she's the mom of uh, Mathieu. Oh wow! Someone asked a really interesting question. I, what I is like it? this question. Um, my Zoe was very different, brilliant, fun. No, someone asked you, do you prefer um, acting or directing? Um, what was that question? I thought that was interesting. Do Harvey, did Harvey try to bust the move? We can just skip that. <laughs> no, because um, he knew already it was a... I mean, the thing about Julie is that she's so tough. Like, <laughs> what's the irony? Which I, I mean, they, yeah, they, the people were warned in advance. People were warned. <laughs> um, I think that was... Those, you know, when p women are like me, they, it goes around that you shouldn't try. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, didn't know who Agnes... Julie, are you aware that you are a legend? With I am. Wow, that's nice. Um, Agnes Varda, oh my god, wait, it could have been... Okay, Someone about that. Agnes Varda, it's it going too fast. Acting. Too many people asking questions. How did Julie and you become friends? Oh, we met when we were babies on... We met at outside a party. at a party at the store called Funk Essentials on West 3rd. It was a Jamiroquai party. We were sitting on the bench. I was alone. We didn't really know anyone. I had one friend in L.A. And we became friends instantly. And we met on, the, we met on a bench... And we started talking, and then we went I out. I just moved to L.A. Literally, we 23, best friend And we hang out every single we day were, for years and We years were, like, now. crazy, inseparable. We were, like, inseparable. artists. Yeah. Like, we, I remember we would paint, and then I remember one day we, like, painted my house, and we were finished, and we were so depressed. We are like, what are we going to do now? We were really, like, young creatives together. Yeah, yeah, we It was fun. wild. Oh, it, was it was so nice. artsy. The shed was so much It fun. was so artsy that time. Like, I don't mean artsy, but it was, like, literally didn't have a care in the world other than so much fun. making stuff. We had stuff. so much fun. Yeah. I know. It's great. If you guys are young and in your 20s, do you ever consider another career acting, directing? Oh, was it always acting, directing? Well, we kind of talked about she kind of really grew Science. up in this business. No, but, uh, yeah, but Science. I think if I had not been in this business, I'm naturally inclined to science. That's my natural... Well, that's what Zoe is about. She plays yeah, a scientist. A scientist, because you know, I'm, I'm. That's my natural tendency is science. Like I I'm, I'm reading about science all the mm -hmm. time. I love science fiction, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I've read tons of sci-fi as a kid and teenager, and um, and it's still now I reread all the time sci-fi sci that I love, and um, and basically science papers, science books, Journal of Medicine. I mean, just <laughs> you name mm -hmm. it, you know. So, so I would have probably gone into science, you know, because that was my favorite stuff. Right. Someone asked about Virgo Rising. Is that a film? What was that? Is the I had Virgo Rising at one point, but I it's not going to happen because the lead person that I wanted What for was Virgo Rising? It was about um, a woman writer who was identifying with a, a, a man writer, but it was Ooh. for Woody Allen to play the part. 
It was 20 oh, years ago. I remember that, right. And they had a lot in common. And it's a little bit because I'm Sagittarius Virgo rising, like, right. <laughs> like oh Woody yeah, Allen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> but it was about astrology, but it was making a little fun about it. Right, so right, right. So not, not Someone taking to it too seriously. Does the before trilogy is done? I think it's done for now. We, we didn't find a good idea. The, the guys sent me an email saying, uh, uh, no, I think Richard sent me an email about like my character dying of cancer. And I thought mm. the point of this series is mm -hmm. about interaction between those two people. So if we do a fantasy again, about because it's very Hollywood, the woman dying, the mm -hmm. men staying, you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt it's another Hollywood fantasy. It doesn't really work. And, and we just decided not to do a fourth one. But maybe if you can come up with something with a different twist, would it would who knows? I you don't know. know. I just thought, okay, if they're going this direction, it's just not not. It not feels a good expected. It feels it like feels so of course someone nose. has to die now. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right, it's right. Still, it feels a little, a little right. whatever. It d it just didn't didn't. You know, we always came up with ideas. I remember the second one. You know, I was like, let's do something in real time. And the third one, you know, they contacted me. They say, why don't weren't they together now? You know, I was like, it made sense. This this dying thing just didn't make sense. Right. What if their children fall in love and then it becomes about a, a sexology? Yeah. Is there such a thing like that? A sexology. Um, interesting. Will there be a second Two season? Two days in Afghanistan. On the Verge. I hope there'll be a second season on, on the yeah, Verge. It depends how much, how many people watch it on Netflix and Canal Plus. We really want you guys to like go on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and put five stars, even though it seems like it's nothing. I think it does help a little bit. Or you go on Google. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go on Google, put five star if you love the show. If you don't Say love you the want show, a second season. I do don't think put five stars and and that helps. Those little things yeah, help. Yeah, I think. And so. also watching the show from beginning to end. Yeah. Because if you watch one episode, first of all, you won't know what the show is about at all. And yeah, and also, the, oh my God, so by the way, without... Oh yeah, no because I wasn't on my thing. For and no spoilers, the last episode, no spoilers, gave me chills. I watched it three times. You like it? Watched it with each kid, and then on my own, chills. It's a good episode. Chills. <laughs> chills. You have to get to the 12. It's Don't jump to 12. I l it's really interesting, and I do think if there was a second season... We could really explore the. Well, the, the I had to think of a second of season in case. I, I don't know if it's going to happen at all, but in case I had to think, and I have to say that I think the second season will be of the level of the twelfth episode, because I have already like foreshadowing. Yeah, like really, really, really good stuff. Also, you know about you know social situation, my character losing a restaurant. I mean, like a lot of stuff about also struggling in this world of. Well, the pandemic and, you know, and the past year has been so pivotal with social justice, police. Yeah, exactly. Lives, I mean, there's so me much too. that happened I mean, during that year. Between it was so juicy. How can BLM we not? And, yeah. yeah, it would be crazy for them to not to mine it. There is there is so much to say on the second season that. But you know what? It's not for me to decide. It's right. the algorithm. So the algorithm. if you watch the show, then they'll say, oh, the algorithm. we love it. Oh, thank you. Spread the news in Brazil. Yeah, share stories. That helps. Like, screenshot stories. Get them out. Um, let's think. So, I mean, I think this was a fun chat about On the Verge, about a little bit of your backstory. Um, what What about, like, do you think you do you see yourself living in L.A. What forever? about you? Nothing about me. This is a podcast, <laughs> but I'm the interviewer. I'm the, I'm the Diane Sawyer. <laughs> Perfect. Or I'm the Larry King. Oh, yeah, you're the Larry King. I'm the Larry King. Um, but well, do you see yourself living in L.A. forever? Do you love it here? Is this your home, I think? Cause I love Los LA. Angeles. I love Los Angeles. Maybe I should move to a place that's not as noisy. What about, like, Ojai? Everywhere. People are moving to Ojai. And I don't like the countryside. I don't like being oh, away like from urban. a city. I, I, I really hate... 
I, I like it for three weeks in the summer. I'm, I'm a city person. I was raised in the gutter in Paris. Right. I mean, literally in the gutter. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> in the gutter. You're like, hello down there. <laughs> Just pull her out. She was like covered in mud. In poop. Such a mess. <laughs> No, no I'm, a, I'm a city person, like, to the bone. Like well, even, in, but there are places where you can go and you have a little house, then you can take a walk in the town. I mean, Ojai's No, no, but blocks. little towns I don't no, like. You I you like, like big cities. like urban city getting lost and, like, walking. Yeah, yeah, I like big cities. The bigger the city, the better, the more, you know, So, like, like New York, intense. back to I New love York. New York. But I like, you know, I, L.A. is the perfect combination of, like, I'm in the middle you get of the everything. city, but I'm, I have a backyard, yeah. you know? And not to mention, you're an hour from the snow, an hour from the, the you're, uh, you're no, half No, L.A. has a lot of good it stuff. It has everything. You know? Unless it burns to the ground. It has a lot of fires. Yeah, lot um, of well, I think we can wrap it up, because, you know, I like to keep it short and sweet. Hold on. Any but more I might questions? move to Greece eventually, in my old days, and live in Greece. Well, then just have because my, my, have my room ready. Have my room. <laughs> have my room. Well, I'm going where you're going. Um, love from San Diego. Oh. Love from Chile. You guys, thank you so Please much. Please sing one of your songs. Okay. One day, one day. Oh, about you. Someone asked about your singing. She's always been a singer, but you learned music very late. Well, not very, very late in life. Very early. You know, no, the guitar. Uh, the guitar I learned at 30. But that's late in life to learn yes. an instrument. Well, yeah, but it You've doesn't matter. you forever, but I'm saying you picked. I remember you But like I play classical music since I was a kid. I know, but the fact that you picked up an instrument at 30 always blew my mind. Yeah, but 30 is nothing. You, anyone can pick up an instrument it's at 30. No, once your brain is formed. No, no, it's not true. They, okay. They're I'm making they're, shit up. They're, She's they're the saying it's not true. No, it's no, but they're, they're coming back. Right. Saying it's not true because the brain. You know, it's like the diets. It's like don't right. eat, eat every two hours. You know, they right. change their mind all the so time. The so the neuroplasticity, you actually can learn language. You yeah, can I learn. think after a certain age, like maybe I don't know. I actually no, they're not even sure that there's not pure plasticity till the very end. Wow. No, no, it is not. Uh, it's not the end until it's the end. You know, really. So we can change. We can grow. We can grow. We can change. We can evolve. We can learn. We can learn new things, new skills. I think it's it might be easier for right. kids, obviously, right? Because they're made for that. Right. But you know, we're able to do all that stuff. I know. I do think it's interesting how we're like, oh, I don't speak. I mean, like I'll never be learn Jimi a language, Hendrix, right? I'll never be Jimi Hendrix. No, but I think you can learn a language. Then you can. I have a girlfriend, Deb, who's learning piano at in at fifty. You know oh, what I, mean? I started piano a couple of years ago. I stopped again. Right. But I was able to play a piece of music that I really wanted to play like all my amazing. life, and I learned in, a f in a f like four months or something. So go take on Duolingo and do your. You have to keep on going though. Right. Like you can't right. give up after a month where right. it doesn't go so oh, well. Oh, it's great. Oh, all right. Well, thanks you guys. Thank Sh you. Do you guys want more um, IG Turkey. lives from Julie? You want more IG lives? So cute. Who's so cute? Keep on me playing. or her? No, we both cute. You don't care about me. Keep on um, playing. Hi from Brazil. These eyes, these are fun. 36 I'm currently, currently piano. learning the exactly. piano. That's what you should be doing. Exactly. It's great for It's your actually brain. good for the brain. Yeah, exactly. Hello from Lily family. Change is the only constant. Jacqueline, ah, bonjour. Change is the only constant. <laughs> family, family. What is your next project? Well, we're hoping for season two. Season two, but, you know, if not, I have many. She's got 65 I have projects. A, no, I have a beautiful screenplay sets, uh, set in uh, uh, 1900s about Hollywood with a... Ooh. Yeah, a very beautiful project. It's going to happen. I have uh, Amelia Clark attached to oh, great. the lead, a beautiful, wonderful actress, and uh, and I think it's it might need if if there's no se season two, th I'm, you I'm might hoping focus on that. Yeah, on that. Okay. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye.